Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is June 21st, 2021. This is the Fightful post-Raw show, one of many post-shows we have here, post-Smackdown, AEW, NXT. Speaking of that AEW show, this Saturday we'll have a special edition, Saturday Night Dynamite. It's coming right off of Hell in a Cell last night. We have a post-show up for that, so check it out. But if you're here right now, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, Drop us a super chat. You'll get your question or statement right on the air. That's a little dollar sign at the bottom of your window. But we got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, how you doing? I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm excited to jump into to today's post show because I feel like we have so much to talk about. Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty good raw, all things considered. Especially if we're grading on the fabled raw curve. If we're grading on the curve, it was one of the best raws in recent memory. But... All yeah, right, we're grading on a curve, Sean, and we got A, B, C, D, F grades. What grade are you giving Raw today as a whole? On on the curve? On a the B. curve. A, a B. B. A B or a B plus, yeah. Okay, I would go ahead and give it an A minus okay. on the curve, okay? Interesting. Well, we got lots of people already super chatting, uh, and, and there's one particular subject that is a hot topic, so I'll save it for a little bit later in the show, but we have Ricardo saying WWE making a statement with the money in the bank qualifiers tonight. The fact that so many of us were like, Oh my God, thank you. They're doing fresh matches, money in the bank qualifiers. The fact that we were so excited for them to do the bare minimum, Denise, I think speaks volumes to where the show has been lately. Sean, I didn't even care who was going to be in these qualifying matches. I was just kind of like, all right, we got a purpose for these matches on Raw. I am totally here for that. They could have done like the the bottom of the barrel people in these matches. And I would have been like, thumbs up. And uh, these men in the bank qualifiers, they, they did not please Jinder Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus and others. They were backstage saying, why are all these people involved in money in the bank qualifiers? And we aren't. And some of them have some qualms, uh, but Jinder Mahal, he stumbled through that promo. That was that was a little bit rough, but baby Maharaja 
says, Denise, how dare you sit there week after week after week and spread anti-gender addenda when he literally just came back from injury and overcame so much. You know what, baby Maharaja, I hate to break it to you, but I hate Jinder Mahal. So negative, so entitled, didn't have the nerve to try to be low-key about it, look to the side and giggle, but I like gender, though. Girl, bye. Damn. When did I say this? this? I've said so much. Oh, my gosh. It's good to see somebody (laughs) else getting yelled at about about the gender stuff for for once. Why? Do you get yelled at over the gender stuff? Oh, my gosh, yeah. There's no defense. And, you know, I'm sure he's, like, you know, outside of, like, on screen. I'm sure he's, like, a very wonderful person. He is. He's right? a very nice guy. But on screen, I'm sorry. I do not get Jinder Mahal. Never have. Never will. Never gonna. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, Dalen Prata says, best Raw and forever finally. Sup, Sean. Hi, Denise. I did think it was the most enjoyable Raw I had watched in a very, very long time. Low bar there. Uh, guys, a couple quick plugs. FightfulSelect.com. Going to have an update on Damian Priest uh, probably tomorrow morning. Uh, a lot of people wondering where he is. I was going to tweet you about that. I was going to tweet you. I was going to say, hey, at Dirty Boy, what's the latest on Damian Priest? So, then I was like, what if Sean gets mad if I tweet him that? So nah, I, I don't care. not to tweet you that. No, nah, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, that's my job. I try to find out this stuff. But uh, go ahead. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, we do a Q&A show every week. I've got a backstage report show every week. And then we're breaking exclusive news every single day. So, uh, yeah, just check it out. Why don't you? Also, tomorrow I'm dropping an interview with Thunder Rosa. It was an in-person interview that we did the night before, uh, Double or Nothing. So uh, that will be worth you all. Check it out. Frank Aguilera said, Baby Maharaja just said, Denise, I'm up here. You, that's a deep cut that you won't know. But years ago, when Jinder was in the middle of his big push, he uh, had this thing. I think it was against Randy Orton. And he, he popped up in the Titan trying. He goes, Randy, Randy, I'm up here. I'm up here, Randy. And we died. We died on the post show. It was so ridiculous. But uh, Your I, impression I'm, is pretty spot on. <laughs> I used to do some voiceover work. I did some voiceover work today, Sean, actually. You tell me every single time. This is the 100 Sean, you tell me every single time. You do. You're you do. Like, See, I sound just I like you. Voiceover work. Listen. I, I do voiceover work. I'm Denise Alcedo. I filmed an action scene last week for a movie that's been out for three months. There you go. Are you, you- jealous, Sean? Are no, I watched them. I actually watched the movie, Denise. Yeah, it was for a press event. And you know mm. what? Hollywood Salcedo is Must be nice. Be- yes, it is nice, okay? It was very nice. Oh, and yet, man. you told me a hundred times that you've done voiceover work. Everyone knows. Not everybody. Yes. You didn't know. I've never told you before. You've James told me Nepper's- times. <sighs> James Nepper says... I can't believe there was another hell in a fence again. So I, I heard about this shortly before it was announced. And I heard that USA wanted one since Fox got one. Does that surprise you at all? No, it's the sister wives. They all want one, you know? Get a special yeah. night. They all want a special night. They all do want a special night. But, I mean, WWE went four for four with these over the la- over the weekend, I thought, so. Uh, good on them. Bob Green says, good morning from the UK. Have a great night. Hey, Bob, thanks for swinging by and uh, dropping a super chat. 
Really appreciate it. But let's go ahead and get into the show. Let's talk about the first qualifier, AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Now, first off, this is the type of match that made me fall in love with like the X Division and TNA 15 years ago. This is the type of match I would want to see. And it's good, as you would expect. This unfortunately kicked off a string of shenanigans in the first hour. Like there were shenanigans nonstop. Ricochet wins, which I'm all for. Him in a Money in the Bank ladder match? Hell yeah. Sign me up for that. Give me that. AJ, however, keep in mind, me and you were discussing on this show in March, are they getting him ready for Triple H? He's winning an awful lot of matches. He had lost six matches total in the year prior. He has lost six matches since then, Denise. Has he really? You know what I feel like? I just feel like... Bobo the clown, because let's be real, we seem pretty foolish when think about the mindset that we were at. That wasn't even that long ago, okay? There really it wasn't that long ago. Three months ago. Yeah, there you go. Three months ago. Thank you. And now we're here, and it's this totally different story that we're telling with AJ Styles. But that's the thing, though, with this match, is that this should have really set the tone for the rest of the night for me as a viewer, because I was expecting AJ Styles to win this match. And when he didn't, I wasn't, like, mad or anything. I was just like, oh, they, I thought this was going to be the predictable way that they were going to go about things. And that kind of ended up being the tone for the rest of the night in these qualifying matches. And I liked it. Yeah, these were largely fresh matches or matches that we hadn't seen in a long time. But I, I was reminded before this match, like, oh, yeah, Viking Raiders have a tag title shot. Why didn't that happen last night instead of one of the five rematches that we saw, Denise? That does make sense. Also, too, I kind of felt like that did give away the ending a little bit to this match when AJ Styles had said, like, oh, like, you know, once I'm done doing this, I'll come back and pay attention to you guys. That did yeah. kind of give it away just a tad. But um, nonetheless, that would have been a great match to add for Hell in a Cell. Now, you, you know, I hate shenanigans. I'm not big into that. But all things considered, this made sense. Uh, Ricochet gets the win, so he's protected. AJ is a tag team champion, so it's okay. It gives him more reason to be mad at Viking Raiders. I'm completely fine with this, all things considered. We got a good match out of it, too. And it, it was a match that mattered. It, I constantly say, let's add some stakes. I was so frustrated when they didn't do many qualifiers for the Elimination Chamber. But they did for Money in the Bank. Thank God. That being said, we'll talk about the, the women's side of things. That That's interesting. But, hey... Uh, look at this. A bunch of people who didn't, didn't know, what? Didn't know oh, that God. I... Look, hold what on. People don't listen then. Look, Everybody look here needs, oh, to, oh. needs to seriously clean the ears and realize that Shauna said this one zillion times. That's not an actual number, Denise, just so you know. God, John Kelly says, number. feel free to mute Denise. Too much coffee? There you go. But then Omar says, SRS, don't mute Denise. She's ready to throw hands. So she got unmuted. There you go. Uh, some stupid punk. Sean, we know. You tell us every week. Fast forward to 10 seconds to Denise talking about ranch on pizza and Taylor Quick or whatever her name okay. is. Okay, see, that's BS. I call BS on that because I don't talk about that nearly as much. People bring it up all the time. On this podcast, I don't do it because a lot of people were getting at me. And I was like, bro, you guys are the ones bringing it up, not even me. So you know what, Sean? Suck it, suck it. 
suck it, okay? Damn. Richie says, I wish baby faces didn't need help to win all the time. It does kind of undermine things a bit, I think. When when that does seem like baby faces need as much, if not more, help than uh than than heels do. But it's not necessarily them needing help. It's just like, shouldn't a baby face have friends? Yes. Oh boy. Do drop. Here we go. So uh, actually let me get to this super chat uh first. Because Chris Hutchins dropped one about AJ and Ricochet. He says it was great. First time watching the whole show in a while. Woods is great in the main event with a good roll on my birthday tomorrow. Have some money. Well, happy birthday, Chris, and thanks for spending some of that birthday money on us. And he says, hashtag Dirt Sheet Bay and DWO. Man, happy birthday, Chris. We're going to form together like the Wolf Pack one day, Denise, and it'll be like a super group. Oh man, okay. I got to be friends with Dirt Sheet Boy. What has Nic- my life come down to? Yeah, yeah, you don't work for like four of them or anything, Denise. <laughs> Nikolai says, I'm confused. Did SRS do voiceover work? Not sure he said this before. Oh, my I God. Did. I just did oh some more. God. I did some more for Magic Spoon hey, today. Hey, Sean, remember when you were picking up? I'm going to mute her again. Uh, Denise is ready for a Hell in a Cell match, says Brandon Charles. That's because I could unmute myself, Sean. Suck it. So Zach Barber says, Piper Niven needs to get away from Eva Marie. Now, if they'd started with don't look into Alexa's eyes instead of Lily, I may have not hated it as much. And uh, Volop says, every time I hear Dewdrop, I'm reminded of Mbop by Hanson. Okay, so I put the news out there that that was the planned name last week. And I was like, well, they didn't mention it, so maybe that'll change. I liked how things went tonight with the Eva Marie deal. She was backstage. She was very dismissive of Piper Niven, who is now known as Dewdrop. And Piper Niven was about to say her name. And he was like, no, 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 your name's Dewdrop. I love this because it, sh- it tells you, hey, she did have a name. However, Denise, that only happened because so many people were like, last week they're like, you didn't watch Takeover Blackpool. You didn't watch the Mae Young Classic. You didn't. You don't read your own social media. You don't get on your own website where Piper Niven is listed. And I got these doofs that are comparing this to Isaac Yankum DDS. I had somebody that said, "Well, they didn't say that's Isaac Yankum DDS when Kane unmasked." There were seven years between those, and this is. She didn't take off a mask. She was just there. So I like what they did tonight, but they did it because of all the the frustration last week. It's so it it's just so insulting to do what they did last week, Denise. Um, I'm happy because today, like obviously, I had already read your report on the Dewdrop name and all of that when that came out, but I hadn't Googled what Dewdrop meant, and oh. I Googled it in Urban Dictionary, and I'm not even going to repeat it because I was just like, dude, I feel like if I'm going to call myself something, I'm going to first or call somebody something or name something something. I'm going to Google and make sure that's, you know, somewhere outside, you know, in the rest of the world that it doesn't mean anything that I maybe don't want it to necessarily mean. And so I was glad that the way that they presented it tonight, it's not necessarily like, oh, this is Dewdrop. Here she is. No, instead, it was done in a way where it's like, okay, Eva Marie was being, you know, yes evil and she was basically treating her like garbage and giving her this you know terrible meaningless 
whatever name you want to call it with Dewdrop. And so I like the way that they actually did it because now it makes me think that it's not going to be something that is permanent where they They trademarked it. They trademarked it. (laughs) Let's just hope it's for a little while and not a long while, Sean, because think about it. Like, come on. Like, why would she even try to say her name if that's not something? And then based on like the events that happen later on tonight, I feel like we're going to see this thing end a lot faster than maybe some of us were expecting. And I get it. Like for the people that say, well, not everybody watches NXT UK. I get it. I understand. But don't have people that have called her matches before act like they don't know who she is. That's stupid. That is objectively stupid. Raphael says, how many more weeks until Piper Niven isn't even on TV anymore and Eva is featured weekly? I say three tops. I think Vince likes Piper. I think Vince likes her, so I think she's going to stay on TV. Uh, Jamie Miles says, Raw feels like Groundhog Day, but it's not good. I liked it tonight. I thought it was 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 fine. And Cornman316 has some breaking news that is very important. SRS did voiceover work. It is very important that everybody knows. Kate Hensler says, voiceover, boy. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Balier Lasagna says, will do drop accidentally cut even Marie in half with the sh- machete? <laughs> what? I don't even understand. I'm I'm sorry. I don't understand it. And the intangible says, Denise, never go to Urban Dictionary for anything. That was your first mistake. What the blue hell did they do to Nikki? We will talk about that in a bit. I promise. I liked how the match unfolded tonight. I liked how the, the pre-match did tonight. If If they would have just approached last week different and not acted like they didn't know who she was, it would have been so much better. But Piper Niven was like, I don't want to be doing this. And then she gets in and she's rocking the whole match. She looked really, really strong. But then Eva Marie wanted to steal the glory. And then she got pinned. And Piper Niven was like, sorry. So Asuka and Naomi get wins. Piper Niven looks strong. Eva Marie looks exactly how she should look and how she's supposed to look. I thought this actually worked for all four women in the match. I thought this was really good booking. But here's the thing, though, is that last week they came in, right? And it kind of seemed like they were on the same page. You know, Dewdrop knew her role. She knew what she was doing. And then I feel like they really fast-forwarded a lot this week, where all of a sudden we saw a lot more of irritation from Dewdrop. I feel so weird calling her Dewdrop. But anyways, we get this irritation from her on Eva Marie with Eva Marie. So it kind of feels to me like they're speeding through this, where shouldn't it be? be where they're sort of somewhat on the same page for at least a couple of weeks and then she starts to sort of get a little irritated by Eva Marie I just feel like they're going through this really fast and that's not necessarily an issue because I'm not crazy about this story now if I was I would have this as a complaint but it's not going to be a complaint for me but it does make me wonder if this that's they they break up right They have their fallout that we're all expecting. We all know what's going to happen when she finally says, you know what? My name is not Dewdrop. It's Piper. We all know it's coming, right? But then it's like, what after that? You know, like, what's the long-term, like, situation here? Because I just don't necessarily know how much of an interest I have in what they're going to do afterwards with Eva Marie. And, I I mean, I'm not even interested in the Dewdrop Eva Marie, so I don't even know why I'm complaining. I thought I thought the booking was really good tonight, but we'll see how it goes because I don't have I, I again I don't have confidence 
in anything, even even somewhat long term. One more thing. You mentioned this on your Twitter and it needs to be mentioned on the air because Eva Marie, they gave voiceover work. They gave her a coughing portion where she coughs in her hands in front of the announcer's face when we are still in a COVID pandemic. Please, guys, cough into your elbow, not into your hand where you're going to be touching stuff. It's gross. And I get it. It was a Mean Girls reference. I'm sick. (laughs) We've seen it. We know. Jamie Miles says, should Raw being okay be okay? Yeah, if Raw, if Raw is just okay, I'm going to enjoy it. I love wrestling more than anything. It's a three-hour show. It ain't hard to book a three-hour show any week, much less every week. But yeah, I'm okay with Raw just being okay. I just don't want it to be miserable. We have a super chat from Wild Boy. Welcome back. He says, 11 hours without power today until five minutes ago. Did I miss a good Raw? Ah, relatively speaking, yeah. Yeah. Of all the Raws, you know what? Here's the thing is that I may have not liked everything that happened on today's show, but I will say this, and I haven't been able to say this about a lot of the other couple of Raws that we've been talking about, is that I genuinely think they at least put some effort in tonight. Yes. I will say that much. There was effort put in. But I mean, when you look at it, you're like, well, why wouldn't you do qualifying matches? Why wouldn't you? It booked itself, Denise. You do qualifying matches and things will matter a little bit more and you can set up your tag title program. You can forward things with a group of people that think that they should be in the match but aren't in the match. Uh, it's, but as it's, we all it's, know, it's a low bar. Just because it's yeah. obvious and it's common sense and it's logic doesn't mean it's going to happen. T-Tote says, legit question, if Maine has an idea for a new gimmick, are they not allowed to use NXT talent anymore? Should they just look for new people? Uh, Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux have been at Raw and SmackDown the last couple weeks uh, doing tryout stuff. So uh, that's that's your North American and your your world champ right there. So they got something coming there. Zach says, if she's supposed to be foolish, incompetent, and ineffectual, why is she drawing a paycheck? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, one more thing, Sean, about that match. You know, for a second, I really thought that they were going to have uh, Naomi – and Oscar um, actually lose this match. I was terrified. Yes. Um, Nerd Guru, it would help if you sent the actual chat. I don't know what you're talking about. I do have one of yours saved. I save up all the super chats. We read them as they arrive on the screen. Uh, we had another super chat. Uh, AR Forever says, Today Raw was more refreshing. I must say with some solid matches, just felt there was some missed spots. In Riddle Drew. Yeah, there were, and and we will definitely talk about that. Up next, John Morrison defeated Randy Orton. This was a night full of upsets in the Money in the Bank qualifier, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Seamus is on Raw Talk, says King of the Ring, uh, Queen of the Ring is a good way to elevate people and fill time. I agree with that, and we're probably getting one, but I thought these Money in the Bank qualifiers were an awful good way to elevate people because Drew didn't need to win tonight. Orton didn't need to win tonight. Can't remember who else lost tonight, but it was people who didn't really need to win losing and people who could use it and who would be better in the ladder match winning. So John Morrison defeating Orton, this came with shenanigans via Riddle. But what did you think about this? I'm stoked to see Morrison getting this opportunity. 
I feel like Morrison definitely deserves it. I mean, it's been plenty of times that we've been on here saying they haven't even scratched the surface with Morrison. And I mean, I feel like I sound like a broken record when I talk about that because it really is true. And like you mentioned, like, you know, earlier we had Ricochet now with the incorporation of Morrison already. Like when you think of money in the bank, like what kind of match do you want to have? You want to have this match that's fun, filled with tons of cool spots, creative stuff, seeing guys that can literally go go in these type of matches and that flourish in these types of matches. And obviously like even just with those two names so far, uh, you really do get a sense that they're going in a new direction for this match. And not only that, they're also focusing more on, you know, maybe names that you didn't necessarily think were actually going to be, uh, be put in this actual match. And that's the same thing with Randy Orton. Like you said, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, those are all guys. And I know AJ Styles, I know they're getting the last chance thing later on, but these are guys that essentially they can find something else to do with them on the show where they don't have to be in this money in the bank matches. And then uh, for the match itself, I did, even though like usually I'm like always like Ugh, about these kinds of moments, but I actually love the part where Matt Riddle was chasing uh, the miss in his wheelchair with the scooter. I thought that was pretty hilarious. And um, I think that's pretty much it that I want to add about this. Yeah, I was, I was all for this riddles. I mean, Randy Orton's bulletproof. Oh, I do have one more. I almost forgot. Okay, Randy Orton losing. I like that this actually played out later on in Matt Riddle's match. That yes. was the thing. That was it got awkward later on. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, it got awkward. Uh, the drip stick causing the distraction. It was more just like, I can't believe you just did that than a distraction distraction. So I didn't have as much of a problem with that. When the show shows more inspiration than usual, I'm more lenient on stuff. And this was was fine. And John Morrison, I don't think, has ever been better than he is right now. It's it's that unique combination of athletic talent and experience. I mean, I know he was capable of more incredible things 11 years ago, but I think that his psychology is better now. Instead of just doing the flip, he does the flip when it matters. Like, I always mention how even an impact, he would do parkour just to do it. It'd be like, oh, flip, roll, flip, roll, flip, roll. Now it seems like there's a purpose for everything. He's really bringing it together, and and I love it. Brandon Charles Powell says, Ricochet and Morrison and Money in the Bank will be fun. So will Riddle, my friend. That is that is a hell of a, of a start on the Raw side. Omar says, Mountain Dew should sponsor Dewdrop. Well, it's D-O-U instead of D-E-W. Groundbreaking. And- Aaron Entertainment asks, when do you think Becky is coming back? Uh, I would expect in July, Denise. I think that would make a lot of sense. And something I spoke with uh, to Kenny McIntosh today, he asked me if I see any change in the way WWE books things. And I'm like, well, they're going to have to. If Becky, Cena, if even those two come back, but then if they get The Rock later on like they want, if they get Brock back like they really want, well, they can't book things the same way, Denise, because they ain't wrestling every week. You're not going to see Becky face in Charlotte five out of six Raws like we're seeing Corbin and Nakamura. So it's going to have to be different. 
the only the good thing about that is that like yeah when you think about these names you know that they're obviously not going to be you know on tv each and every single week and you can say like they're gonna have to find a way to like make it special but at the same time it's like okay like within the names itself like whatever story they choose to tell is going to be special i'm i'm looking forward to the next couple of months in wrestling like based on everything that you know has been said or rumored or whatever the case may be i feel like there's things to look forward to Yes. Um, we have uh, we have another super chat from JoJo says, Hey, Sean and Denise, glad Ricochet won, but where's Priest? He'd be great for Money in the Bank. I'm sure in that up tonight. I will have it on Fightful Select uh, by the morning. Uh, and he's my I, I pick, too. Didn't I just say this yesterday that he was I mean, my pick? I interviewed Bobby Lashley last week, and I said, Okay, somebody who isn't Brock Lesnar, who would you pick at SummerSlam to face? And he mentioned everybody on the roster, but the first name he mentioned was Damian Priest. So, I mean, that that says to me, like, that's got to be a pretty pretty good opportunity then. Yeah, I will be bummed if he doesn't take part in this, for sure. Sheamus is on Raw Talk, says, all good, all good ladder match needs is two legit challengers, one dark horse, and a handful of athletic people capable of good, of cool spots. I think this one, Denise, needs to be a bunch of people who have never reached that mountaintop, reached that peak, so we really question who's going to win and are they going to win the title? Like, that's what I want. See, that's the thing, too, is that, like, you know, we mentioned, like, all of these guys that, you know, are up. You can, you can if you want to say up and coming, rising stars, right? Young stars yeah. or people that necessarily haven't gotten to that level yet. But here's the thing, though, is that you, like, let's say they have, I don't know, Ricochet win. Nobody here truly believes that he is actually uh, capable of becoming champion. And the reason not is the reason for that is because he hasn't necessarily been booked in the way that it makes him credible. Okay. So let's say they were to give it to somebody like Ricochet. All right. So what I would like them to do is not necessarily have them jo- have, have him win and then job him out for, you know, a couple months because, Oh, they think, well, Hey, he has the money in the bank so he can get, you know, some action later or whatever. No, I want them to, to essentially whoever they have win the money in the bank actually build them up to be a uh, credible challenger so that you know what when the time comes and this person cashes in the money in the bank I'm actually gonna believe that this person has an a real shot at actually winning the championship but that's the thing is that I don't want it to be like what happened with Otis and like yeah obviously now seeing what they're doing with Otis they could have done something like that with him before and it would have been I'm sure a lot of people would have been pretty hot on seeing Otis you know eventually go for the title even if he didn't if even if he didn't win so what at least he told a good story there so that is what I hope that they do decide to do with whoever they they decide on winning the actual money in the bank like this is a chance to really build somebody up and make the money in the bank stipulation actually mean something again up next, we had the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte confrontation. Zach Barber says, put the title back on Becky and let Rhea chase. I think it should be the opposite. I think Rhea should be the dastardly heel, but I think it might be too far gone. Last night, I wanted these two to fight like inseparably and to the point to where they had to have a match again. Instead, we had a grin off out there they were just grinning at each other and brian f says a feud with too many shenanigans and nerd guru says whoever wins Rhea charlotte part 75 should immediately be confronted by becky saying i'm back 
and beats them down. That's your SummerSlam match. Well, it's WWE, so they'll be greeted by Becky grinning uh, on the ramp and going, unless Becky is like, no, no, don't do that. It's shit. Um, and when Becky was at the PC, I had women on the, the main roster saying, thank God she's back because maybe they'll care about our booking now. Um, That's sad, to be honest. It's very, it's very sad. Pretty sad. And it has you I necessarily if I'm one of those women on the roster, I don't know how crazy I would be. Like if, if everybody was being booked fine, I'd be like, you know what, Becky, take your time. Like, this is my time to, you know, get up there. But it's like the fact that you can say, like, I, you know, I want her to come back so that a I can actually maybe have a shot of having a decent story. Yeah, and uh, I thought the segment was okay, but after they brutalized each other last night, I was just like, okay, that wasn't the follow-up that I expected. See, I don't know. I had a lot of issues with this. I like With them coming out and basically like Pierce and Sonia acting like it was an incident that she got herself disqualified, them essentially making it seem like Rhea Ripley was the first champion ever in the history of WWE to intentionally disqualify herself. I thought that was BS and it didn't make any sense at all. It made everybody unlikable. And here's the situation with that is that Adam Pierce used to be that guy that you can say you know what i respect this guy this guy makes decisions you know he's just he's just somebody that makes decisions right is is the corporate guy that is the face of all of this at the time right now so i don't like that now they're essentially having them come out and look incompetent and making dumb decisions and dumb calls like this it really is killing adam pierce for me as an authority figure and this wasn't even the only moment during the show where i felt like this i also felt like this when he was telling drew mcintyre that he didn't have to go and have a match i I didn't like that either so i do think that this uh her this hurt adam pierce in that end and i didn't like how this made rhea ripley or charlotte look either jojo says i questioned rhea winning the championship in mania and the way they booked her confirmed what i feared but her promos haven't helped either and it's wdb's job to recognize that that rhea isn't a strong promo on written material Many people aren't, Denise. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But like, just don't have her do them. Have, have a different way for her to get over. I, I agree with JoJo here. Nurgroose is not a fan of Charlotte doing Andrade's moves. I, I don't have a problem in the world with it. Not, not at all. Uh, but this segment did leave me leaving, uh, leave me feeling a little unsatisfied. But magicspoon.com. Code Fightful doesn't, Denise. Right? Right? Oh, right. I'm, right. I, I, guess what I did today, Denise? What'd you do? Some voiceover work for Magic Spoon. I did about I did about three dozen reads for Magic Spoon today because I love it so much. I've dropped about 20 pounds over the last few months, and a big part of that was replacing my breakfast with Magic Spoon. Uh, I eat it as a snack sometimes as well. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, 140 calories a serving. And my favorite part is it fills you up. You're not going back and forth to the cupboard to get more. You can get a uh, variety box that has all your favorite flavors, or you can customize your own bundle as well if you want to switch it up a little bit. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful and uh, grab that variety pack. Get $5 off your order when you use the promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout. 
Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. There's nothing to lose. The servings fill me up. It makes me so much happier than eating uh, regular cereals where you feel guilty afterwards, you feel bloated afterwards. Not with Magic Spoon. They got you covered. It's helped me a ton. So check it out. And some stupid punk over. Some stupid punk says, "When is so and so coming back?" I wish there was a site I could subscribe to and get select info in a palatable, ad-free, informed way. Premium content from someone that does voice acting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit after tonight. That's it. I'm done with Fightful. I'm done. <laughs> If I have to hear about you being a voiceover actor one more time, I'm going to lose my damn mind. I'm not a voiceover actor. I do some voiceover work here and there. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. All right. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, If you have a question or statement, just go ahead and send it with some stars below. I'll make sure it gets answered. Braden Charles Powell says, a grin off for the title. Don't book it. Sexy Peasant says, if there's ever a fightful belt, Denise should win it. What What are you talking about? Do you not watch the product? There is a fightful belt. Dude, I get treated like garbage, Sean. I don't have a shirt. I don't get a belt. I've gotten jobber entrances. I'm booked. like I, my, the, my name on the marquee is like all the way like somewhere stuffed in between. I don't even know. Some random people. And yeah. Now I gotta try to find a picture of the fightful belt. Uh, someone sent it to me in my DMs. That way I don't have to to search like crazy in the middle of a show. Uh, would greatly appreciate that. Uh, but I'll post it up here. It's mainly listen, your boy Cannon. When Jimmy remembers that we've got to got to book something. Uh, but Riptide says, is Corbin more likely to get pushed or fired? I don't like to speculate on people getting fired, but uh, he is more likely to get pushed. That is for sure. <laughs> John Kelly asked if my voiceover work is legal. In Hell in a Cell, it is. Richie I can't sa- coexist with your voiceover work. <laughs> Richie says, who's the babyface, Rhea or Charlotte? I don't need a defined babyface or heel, but Denise, I know you're passionate about it. Am I really? I'm considered passionate about it now yes. just because I brought it up like a couple of times. You know what? Sue me for bringing this topic up a couple of times, but it's I don't even know. They're both heels. That's the way I see it. I was able to uh, find a picture of the Fightful Championship belt, technically currently held by Joel Pearl. There you go. How did Joel Pearl even get this belt? What does Joel um, Pearl even do? He was given it. And then Jimmy just sent me the same picture, of course. Wait, but, why was he given the belt? For no reason? Because he asked Melissa, and Melissa said, yeah, because he woke her up during a nap. Well, if Zach- I would have known, I would have hit up Melissa, too. There you go. Zach Barber says Becky hasn't been cleaned in almost three years. Beating her should be a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, I agree. I I really think that it it should be as well. But hmm. okay. So the segment that everybody in our chat is talking about. (laughs) You, You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The segment is. Roses are red. Star Trek best was Captain Kirk. Hey, Denise, did you know that Sean did voiceover work? You know what, Sean? That's it. I'm done with you. I'm officially done with you. 
That's it. I can't take it anymore. I'm officially cracking. Consider me an egg. I'm done. Humpty Denise has I mean, you, the ground. You're a glorified Twitter egg anyway. Plus, you got a big old Humpty Dumpty ass head. So Wait, I'm a um, glorified Twitter what now? You're too young to remember Twitter eggs. Uh, we got the Super Chat saying, sorry, forget to mention this before. I'm assuming Drew is going to come back on a losing streak, then come back with his broken dreams theme. Let's actually talk about this before the big segment. All right, we're going to Drew then? Okay. We're going to Drew. Riddle defeats Drew. Randy Orton is on the apron. Or not the apron, the, the ramp. A rough match in, in some senses. It's all over the place. But I like that Riddle won clean as a sheet with a good old-fashioned pin. Not a roll-up. Not any of that crap. Just one with a pin. This was a big, big win for Riddle. Uh, Richie Goodacre says his delayed sell of chops made him laugh. AR Forever says today Raw was more refreshing. I must say with some solid matches, it just felt like there were some missed spots in that match. I agree there were some missed spots in that match, but sometimes the fight is sloppy, and I'm okay with that, Denise. Before we get to the post-match, what did you think of this match? It didn't take away from it for me, like everything that everybody just mentioned right now, because I, I love like the suplexes. I love Riddle going after Drew's back, especially after you know what he went through in Hall in a Cell, the photos that we saw, and all of that. So I actually enjoyed this match. I liked the fact that they went a, pr- they went a pretty long time. I didn't time it, but I felt kind of long. So I, I enjoyed it. Again, I was expecting Drew McIntyre to win here. He did it. I was happy. I thought this was cool. And then obviously I'll talk about the rest afterwards. So what I had mentioned on social media is that I hope this leads to broken dreams, Drew McIntyre. He's, he's been to the mountaintop. He's won at WrestleMania, but he didn't win in front of any fans. He wants to regain that glory. He's been at the very bottom too. He's, he's been fired by the company before. And he doesn't want that. So I want him like desperate to capture something. I want him desperate to to regain that glory and he'll do anything to capture that. Does this require more stories? Yeah, of course. What do you mean more stories? Like yeah, it is a story. He, no, the stories that he tells. Oh, geez. The, the stories like about, about William Scotland Wallace. And and that. Yeah, those stories. Winston Churchill. I don't need any more of that. The man remembers quotes from decades <laughs> well, ago, but I'm can't re- but can't remember MVP's going to get involved in all of his matches. What but, gives? But Sean, if he's this guy and he's broken down and he's getting desperate, he's you know he's trying to get back up there. He might turn to some good inspirational stories, some good inspirational quotes to get him back up. Well, there. you know what? Go go read Chris Bay's Twitter account. He posts great inspirational quotes all the time. I don't got to hear him on Raw. Here's Joel Pearl with the Fightful Championship. It's ridiculous. It's <sighs> a great photo of Joel Pearl that I've never seen before. Why haven't I seen that photo before? Because you don't watch the product. I'm sorry. Not, not I'm says, sorry. I haven't seen the photos to me. Knock Bogan says, thank God Drew didn't qualify. It, I was like, it's a golden opportunity for him to get back in the picture. It was. I actually think this could have been a good spot for him to almost win money in the bank. I think they could have set up a good story there where Drew gets in Money in the Bank and everybody expects him to win when he gets into Money in the Bank. But then one of the other competitors costs him that and they don't win either. Somebody else does. But that sets up a feud with Drew and that person because Drew just goes absolutely psycho over it and hates that person, blames that person. 
I think that's something they left on the table. But I guess we'll see where it goes. Where do you think it's going with Drew? I just hope he doesn't win the last chance thing because I just feel like this isn't the best way for him to get into this match is by essentially coming in through the back door per se. So yeah. I, I, I just, I kind of want to see AJ win this or I just don't think it would be good for Drew McIntyre's character. Did they announce a last chance battle yeah. Royal or something? Okay. No, they, they announced uh, AJ uh, drew and I believe, yeah, Randy. Cause they all. Okay. Lost. okay I like that. That's cool. I don't know how I missed that, but we did mention it at the um, top of the show. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the match, but I just don't want to see Drew McIntyre win. I but I mean, like, is it a is it a triple threat or is it a battle royal or something? No, it's a triple threat. Oh man! Th- then what was the point of having gender and all? The- I-, I would have just thrown them in like a gauntlet or a battle royal or something. I think that would have made a lot of sense. But we'll see where that goes. After this, we get this awkward thing with orton riddle like orton you thought is, it was awkward yeah it was supposed to be though so i thought Randy's, it was hilarious riddle yeah, it was riddle's like bro you can talk to me bro i'm always here for you bro anything you need bro it was so weird i loved it but it was very awkward denise why because matt riddle came across as this like girlfriend who's like begging yes. the man not to be mad at him yes I- I mean, I don't remember what he was saying exactly, but he had the, oh, I fucked up face and I'm so sorry. I love that, though. I thought that's like the point that makes it funny because it's essentially, you know, two men that are essentially, I guess you can say friends, but they're fighting like lovers. So there you go. Oh, well, this it was it was wild. Sexy Peasant says crazy Sami Zayn is money in the bank winner. Yay or nay. That wouldn't be bad. I would like paranoid Sami Zayn with a briefcase. That could be cool. See, I love Sami Zayn, and I love paranoid, crazy, psychotic Sami Zayn. So I feel like for me, it's a straight up yes. But I don't. Think well, actually- for me, ideally, yeah. If he was doing the creative, I would say yes. But I know who's doing the creative, and I'm not that confident in any answer. Okay, so no. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Jackson Riker's backstage with a strap. Um, lots of lots of imagery there. Mansoor's looking at him like, ah. And I love Mansoor. He just seems to keep finding himself with like the most yeah. colorful characters. He's got great facial expressions too. Really like it. Uh, Riker lets us know that that he's got a strap match with Elias next week. Harmless way to set that up. I just don't care. I just don't give a damn, Denise. It makes sense because Elias ran away. I just don't care. And you then, mean man, Jackson Riker hitting himself with the strap didn't get you in the mood for the strap match. No, it didn't. But I, I'm interested in Ali and Mansoor. I really like that. Ali being like, ask yourself how all these people got an opportunity before you. I really would have liked it if he said, You haven't been pinned in the, your last 50 matches. Why did they get a shot and you didn't? Like the, I liked go the ahead. metaphor. I forgot exactly word for word, but it was, but it was something like you can't climb the ladder. So built your own ladder or something like that, that he said, Oh, I felt so inspired after that. I was like, yes, I'm going to go build my ladder. <laughs> this was he, great. They, they do incredible together. I'm really enjoying seeing Mansoor and Ali just talk to each other it, because everything Mustafa Ali is saying to him makes sense. It's all rooted in truth. Yes, you will get held down in WWE, both on the show and backstage. Yes, 
Mansoor deserved a shot as much as anybody. He has not been pinned in over 50 matches. Why shouldn't he get the opportunity? Uh, I I really dig it. And then and Mustafa Ali not even being afraid of Riker, he's like, why are you asking him anything? I loved it. Yeah, I th- I do too. Especially what I like about Mansoor is that, I don't know if this is going to come across like correct, but he feels like very relatable yes. person where he, yeah, you, he's a wrestler and he's a talent, but he has something that I feel relates to the everyday guy or the everyday, you know, just regular average person. And I, it makes me like him more. Yeah, he, he is a very relatable guy. He delivers on his facial expressions, his promos, his delivery, all that. And Mustafa Ali, I think, is is in that boat, although he is capable of incredible athletic feats. I just re- this is one of my favorite things that I'm seeing on Raw these days because it's almost always good. Almost always good. Okay, now we're finally at the segment that everybody's talking about. Do drop do, do, do. <laughs> no. I don't know no. how the song goes. Why he goes, mm, bop, but I was doing the do drop version. No, that's not it. Someone that said is. that in the thing. But yeah, but that ain't what we're talking about. Oh, it's not time yet? Oh, sorry. We already talked about that. We talked about that 30 minutes ago. But I thought we were going to talk about it again. No, we, we're done talking about that. We're talking about Nikki Cross. Up. We're talking about Nikki Cross in her superhero oh. outfit, Denise. Sorry, first off, First off, looks like a million bucks in it. Looks like an honest-to-God superhero in that thing. So the way that Shane Helms would always tell me is the hurricane was not a superhero. He was a guy that thought he was a superhero. And while I think this is absolutely goofy, I think if there's anybody in WWE that can get this over, it's Nikki Cross, one of the most likable people that exists. Uh, We have a wealth of super chats about this. We're going to spend more time talking about the gimmick than we are the match. Nikki and Alexa teaming up again? Cool. All for it. They beat Nia and Shayna, who I didn't even think were a team anymore. Not much to talk about there. But this gimmick, Denise, superhero Nikki Cross, what are your thoughts? See, I have mixed emotions here, okay? So with Nikki Cross, when she popped up in the screen and she has this blue eye mask with this yellow butterfly, I'm thinking, oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. This is going to be some cartoonish junk. This is, oh my God. It. I feel bad because I was so distracted by my own thoughts of what was going to be happening here that I didn't even listen to what the words that she was saying because I was just trying to register what the hell they were doing with her. So at first I was kind of like, oh, this is not going to be good. This is going to be a joke. And just based off what we've seen, based off of what we've seen with Alexa Bliss, I feel like I think that's where my mind thought, my mind went, the direction that they were going to probably be heading in with her. And then just all of that. But then afterwards, I kind of started thinking maybe this isn't the worst idea. And the reason for that is we've seen what they were doing with Nikki Cross and that was nothing. So I'm thinking, okay, if this is going to be a way to get her on television, is it my preferred way? Probably not. Is it going to add something different? Sure. Now, are they probably going to drop the ball on this? Probably yes. But I, I just, I don't hate it. 
I think I think it's because it's Nikki Cross. Maybe if it would have been somebody else, I would have hated it a little bit more. But because it's Nikki Cross and she comes across as very like, you know, lovable and dorky and all of that, it makes me hate the idea less. Not that out of the, the realm of what she was doing as Nikki Glenn Cross before WWE either. I know there are literally thousands of you that don't watch Raw, that just watch our show. So this is what the the getup looks like. Like I said, she looks like a million bucks. She looks like an honest-to-God superhero. She has worked her ass off uh, over the last few months. So uh, the promo was very white meat babyface. The promo was straight out of me on the last Quizzlemania, Denise. No, it was, not, not even the same thing. Not very, No, poor Nikki yeah. Cross does not deserve that comparison. Yeah. She does not deserve that comparison. It was very much like, gosh, gee golly, guys, we're going to do this, and I'm very happy to be here. But let's get to the super chats about this. Josh Cardenas says, get super Eric from TNA Vibes from Nikki Cross. You know what? She can call him up and get some advice from him. They're buddies. He liked my tweet about her getting it over, too. Uh, Eric Young actually liked that tweet. So, I mean, he he recognizes it. I'm sure he'll give her some tips. Jay Cranit says, Nikki's new gimmick is interesting because it was her idea, not creative, per her husband. Let's see where it goes. It worked for Hurricane. I mean, Hurricane, it was the person to pull that off. There was nobody that was going to pull it off better than him. Uh, I haven't seen that from her husband, but if so... I saw hey, that tweet. He said something. That's about, awesome. Yeah, he, he. It was very, very brief, but he basically confirmed that it was her idea and that she, he's happy that they're running with it. And that was pretty much it. That was the gist of it. Uh, I, I, yeah. He says she had an idea, saw it brought to life. Very excited to see what's next. Go Nikki. Hey, good for her for getting that on TV. If that's what she wants to do, because um, it, it doesn't all, matter. Go ahead. Don't think the fact that it was actually something that she yes. came up with because now at least we know that this isn't something just she was just given that was bad and and of course she gets tv time hell yeah new gimmick hell yeah but richie goodacre bringing the truth the real best part of this they got rid of that music they got rid of that terrible music that she had woof wb mark said that stuff or that cross stuff made me embarrassed to be a fan wouldn't want anyone seeing I watched this. Does SmackDown have enough women for four Money in the Bank qualifiers? Drew getting another chance sucks too. They have ways they can make it work. They can do um, three singles matches and a, a last chance. They, they could do that. I, this did not embarrass me like some of the other stuff that I've seen. Volob says, I like the superhero gimmick for Nikki. It's like a character she can really knock out of the park. At least it seems like something she'd enjoy doing. And I agree. I, I think, it, I mean, obviously, if Killian Dane is saying it's something she wants to do, then then obviously. Uh, Rangers Mayhem says WDB wants to be the next Marvel, but I didn't think they meant it literally. Calling it, there'll be a tag team with the light versus dark story. Nikki will then be dragged into the darkness and become Lily. I'm all for Alexa and Nikki teaming, Denise, but I don't want Nikki really involved with the goofy shit. See, here's the thing, too, is that, you know, obviously just based off of this tweet from from Dane and all of that, we, you know, we're, people are now know that this was her idea. Obviously, we don't know the extent of how much of this was her idea, but just kind of based on the fact that if she did pitch this full 
you know, full idea, this full concept of this new character, the way I see it is actually pretty smart because there's, I feel like the character that you want to do, but you know that, you know, creative isn't going to go for it. Maybe Vince is not going to go for it. And then there's the one that you kind of work that you know that they're going to actually say yes to. So like there's, I think there's two different things. There's, you know, the idea that you wish you could do. And then there's the idea that you come up with that, you know, you could do uh, on the type of show that they're doing. So I actually kind of consider this a little smart on her part. Obviously we, I don't, we don't know the extent of how much of this, you know, really was her creative input, but just based on that idea alone, it makes me think, you know what? You found a way to get yourself on TV instead of having to be in catering thumbs up. We have three super chats, and it really shows the positive, the negative, and and the curious. Uh, the, the negative nerd guru says Raw was kind of st- solid, uh, still bad stuff. But what have they done to Nikki Cross? Um, Clover Vibe says one, two, three, kid and Hurricane are loved to this day, and Nikki is just as talented as them. I'm optimistic for her. And then Richie Goodacre says, has a superhero gimmick ever gotten over besides the Hurricane? I think Super Eric did pretty well, but Rosie with Hurricane did very well. And I know that a lot of people look back and they say, really? Go back and look at when they won the, the tag team titles. It was, it was a great moment. Mighty Molly got over with Hurricane. That was one of the, the, the big things uh, for her career that really helped launch her. Raphael Gar, actually, uh, we'll go to this one. Cool Joe says, Vince is batshit crazy. Why did he do to Nikki? It's better than her not being on TV. I'd rather her do this than not be on TV. Uh, Ian says he's surprised by the dislike of this. This is perfect for Nikki. Loved Killian Dane tweeting uh, about her having an idea and bringing it to life. I think that's going to make people give it a a lot more leash, uh, Denise. It made me kind of change my perception on this because I told you when I first saw this, I thought, oh, this is terrible. But then when I read that, I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I could see this differently. And then obviously seeing her, you know, in the actual match and just the mannerisms that she was doing. And she was kind of already teasing this because a couple of weeks before she was doing the big, you know, over-exaggerated, oh my God, emotions. I won this match. And she was doing all of these quirky dances and all of that. So this was essentially, I think, her starting to get into that persona. So Nikki Cross said on Raw Talk, she said, quote, I know I can't fly. I don't have super strength. But the thing is, when I throw on this cape, I throw on this mask, these wrist gauntlets, this outfit, I feel like I can try anything. I might fail. I might fall down. But here's the thing. I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to keep getting back up because I have to believe in myself. All anyone can do is believe in themselves. And that's what I want to share with our audience. I just want to share this with them. I wish I would have cut that promo in Quizzlemania, Denise, because that sounds really fucking good. Pardon my language. Oh, if if this could probably go over well, especially with crowds and kids and all of that. And, you know, when they do like the school function, community outreach type stuff, I can totally see her coming in, reading the books to the children and all of that. That was really good. I mean, that was a fantastic line. Uh, Norm Summers says, in my perfectly legal opinion, Nikki looks great. This company needs to give its wrestlers more input in their booking and presentation. Seems to work at that other place. It does. I mean, we I'm dropping an interview with Brian Pillman next week ahead of his match with Miro, where he told me Varsity Blondes wasn't supposed to be a thing. The name, the, the presentation. Julia Hart with them was not supposed to be a thing. He pitched both of those. It became a thing, and it worked really, really well. 
Raphael says, are there any plans for Sonya to wrestle again? Would love to see her win money in the bank. Tentatively, yes. Um, they're, they're hopeful of it. Drew Lytle says, could we get Nikki versus Bliss in a cinematic match? Possibly. Uh, I don't think they need to do that. I think that, that for a while they're going to lean away from that, Denise. Or they can do like the Firefly Funhouse match with like the John Cena the Fiend one that they did, something similar to that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, by the way, guys, Denise is engaged, but there you go. Uh, Denzel Vance. Hey, hey, but tell me what your bank account is. I might, I might repay hey, it. <laughs> drop that cash app, Cool Joe 35. Do it. <laughs> Probable cause says, I hate this Nikki thing. I'm going to keep it 100. It has to go, it has to go away heat with me. But if Sean wants to give it a shot, no, come on, dude. This the base- no. Oh my gosh. If you start clapping, doing your, and start talking about how you do voiceover work, that's it. Listen, that's guys, me. with your help, with all of your help, we'll do this together. We'll do voiceover work together for each and every one of you. Harry Izawa says Nikki versus Alexa in a Firefly Funhouse match where Mighty Molly helps her transform Alexa back into a normal person. That's too much of a of, of a like fantasy world, <laughs> like a weird like. Could all these things come together and could WWE do it right? Aren't we already know. in a fantasy world? I mean, that's a good point. We're watching fake wrestling every Monday, so <laughs> that's not where I was going with this. But okay, Vincent Millage says this new Nikki character is going to help her be really popular with kids. Can see the superhero figures uh, selling out already. That's yeah, my Halloween costume. That's it. Yeah, I've I've got somebody in another company saying, WTF did they do with Nikki? <laughs> I'm just like, she pitched it. It's hers. Uh Denzel says, when I first thought this or saw this, I thought of Eric Young. I mean, Eric Young is taking a lot of the ideas they pitched for sanity and using them for uh, violence by design. So I mean, he's he's a guy that's full of ideas and really creative. So I'm sure that he'll he'll be able to help that out. But uh yeah where we're finally at the main event. This show's went a little bit longer than usual. We're going a little bit over because, Denise, it was a good show. Dude, I just played a flat rate. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Denise gets a flat rate, but we start off with Bobby Lashley in the ring with all of his ladies. And Kofi and Xavier come out with a bunch of pancakes. And wasn't it toast? Toast, pancake. Who gives a shit? That's that's not the important part of this. Denise, Denise trying to put over the toaster that she sent me. Hey, She's like, I, I bet it was WWE branded toast. If it was, they should have used that toaster. Yeah, I hope sure. they did. My toaster was a hit. But Bobby Lashley is challenged by Kofi Kingston to a title match. And what I love, Denise, is Bobby Lashley's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll fight you. I don't care. Because why wouldn't he? He's the baddest dude on the roster. So say, yeah, I'll fight you. I don't care. I love it. I liked it too. Just the easy challenge, easy acceptance. No, you know, making an extra dance about it. I liked it. Incredible stuff there. And then he's like, you know what? I kind of want to beat up your buddy Xavier too. And they announce it's going to be in Hell in a Cell. And I like that Xavier was like, you're not the only one who's been in Hell in a Cell. I have too. And I've done well in there. So they set up the match. And I, I was just like, yes, yeah, sweet. Now, I mean, it's obvious. Like you said, one of the sister wife networks got upset. 
and uh, they had to appease. Got to give them that attention. You know what I mean? WWE has to put their arm around one, put their arm around the other, make sure they get that equal attention. And we have a match later in the night, and it's a really, really good match per usual. Kate Hensler says the colored lattice work is bad. I don't like the red gauge. I can't stand it. It's dumb. But I'm Richie Goodacre a little bit more used to it, but it just doesn't make it look real. Richie Goodacre says if they're willing to give away the matches on Raw and SmackDown, can we do away with the pay per view concept, please? Well, that is, there was a lot more to that than just this. This was them being like, okay, let's move some stuff around. Let's pop a big rating. We're getting a big, uh, we're getting big money from Fox, and then USA is like, you're getting big money from us too. You're getting more from us than you are from them, and they make it happen. And J.K. Schwal says Helena Cell shortens li- or shortens careers and changes lives, but apparently you can compete in one back to back nights. Well. If you're Bobby Lashley, you can. And that's what they should say. Bobby Lashley is the only guy who can pull this off. And this match ruled. The elbow dropped through the table. I jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh my God. Then the finish was really good. And the post-match was good. Of Xavier getting put in the hurt lock right in front of Kofi. And Kofi can't do anything. I thought this kicked ass, Denise. What would you think? I like this. And here's the thing that going back to that earlier promo with Xavier Woods basically saying, I have however million subscribers on YouTube. I'm a, I was like, yes, promote YouTube. Stop looking down on YouTubers. I mean, I like this whole like him putting himself over saying how he how he, people shouldn't necessarily just see him as a nobody or as a shadow or anything like that. Him putting himself over, I thought was great. And then the actual match, um, I liked it. I think I kind of decided if I liked Roman Ray a little bit more. I might have liked Roman Ray a little bit more on SmackDown, but this one was still perfectly fine. Like you mentioned, that elbow drop um, from Woods uh, onto the table. I thought that was really great. I also like the finisher. I, I, I like the finish because um, the spear from Lashley and then right into the hurt lock. I love that combination. And I even love that afterwards, Kofi Kingston could not get into the cell while Bobby Lashley was essentially, you know, continuing his damage on Xavier Woods. I like that. I thought that was a nice way to end Raw, a a good way to, you know, piss off Kofi Kingston further going into his match with Bobby Lashley. I thought this was great. I I mean, yeah, it kind of definitely... I'm not going to take the Hell in a Cell match stipulation seriously anymore, though. I mean, it's essentially your new cage match or your new ladder match, whatever you want to say it is, but it's not... They need to do away with the pay-per-view. Yeah, I think the, the, the situation should facilitate the match. Uh, Nerd Guru says, if not, Brock Woods and Kofi lose to Lashley. Big E wins money in the bank and cashes in for a real match with Lashley at SummerSlam and wins Big E's moment with the crowd. I kind of dig that. I think Lashley and Big E, with Big E saying, you know what? I kind of miss my buddies. I want to go over to Raw, hang out with them. I, we'll even the odds. This is how we'll do it. I think that sounds like a rad idea. I really love it. Brandon Campbell says, what about you, Sean? Are you engaged? No, I'm married. So, yeah. Uh, But you you can drop your cash app if you want. Anyway. Like the cash apps? Wow, Sean. Wow. (laughs) At least send in a little voiceover work for them. Get yourself on Cameo. That's pretty expensive. That's my my rate uh, is pretty expensive for that. 
But guys, I've got interviews dropping this week. Thunder Rosa, as well as Amy Rose of Ring of Honor. And I'm dropping exclusive news on Fightful Select all week. Got an update on Damian Priest. Got some contract updates this week. Some, hey, where the hell is this person? I'll find out for you. Don't worry. Denise, what do you got going on? I'm going to be publishing some exclusive scoops on Sean Ross Sapp. Who the real Sean Ross Sapp is, what his real identity is, all of that is going to be shared on Denise Select. And you guys can also check out my interview with Frankie Monet. Listen, listen. (laughs) Jeremy and Joe already got heat for their Patreon. You can't start one too. Patreon, I didn't see that, and they got heat. Yeah, they got heat. Like got legit heat. heat from Jimmy. Yeah, he'll <laughs> be mad that I even said it. But <laughs> Riptide says Fightful versus Rest. Fightful versus Wrestle Talk. Loser makes a glow rap video. Me and Denise Wait. are already tentatively booked for too many music videos. Hold so. on. So if I want to start a Denise Salcedo Patreon, you're telling me I got to go to Jimmy Van to approve? No, not you. You're, you're not full time here. I was about to say. What is but, it? But Probable Cause wants you to do a baby face clap. I don't do baby face. No. No. What do you got going on? You got Frankie Monet this week. Must yes. be nice. I just uploaded that interview with Frankie Monet. You guys can find the links on my Twitter page at underscore Denise Salcedo. All of that is up. And then YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I have some videos that I'm working on. Check those out too. I'm literally busy every single day and have absolutely zero free time. So please check out some of my stuff, whether it be my shows. I'm always live after wrestling someplace somewhere i'm always live so just go follow me on twitter or on instagram at underscore denise salcedo because that's where i literally promote everything there are over a thousand of you watching this leave a thumbs up we've only got like 275 those help us so much because it lets youtube know that you recommend us tuesday night alex palowski is back for the post nxt show and from what i understand it's gonna be a show that you probably want to watch a post show for uh, Wednesday, it's List and Your Boy, uh, myself and Jimmy Van doing the news. You can also check out FightfulMag.com and check out our magazine, Physical and Digital Edition. Thursday is the distraction with Jeremy and Joe. Find out why they get so much heat. Friday is the post-Smackdown show. And then Saturday, it's AW Saturday Night Dynamite. So we got lots of stuff going on, plus all the interviews. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.